previously on the Untitled Beatles podcast. Well, it looks like, well, 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 it looks like once again, well, it looks like once again, TJ and I went long. It looks like, well, 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 it once again, well, it looks like once again, this will be, this will be a two-parter, two-parter. Untitled Beatles podcast. Well, let's talk about sampling the Beatles, people who actually took the Beatles and used them in their own work. Some of the earliest stuff I could find was from 1974. So actually preceding, you know, Cafe Creme and Stars on 45 and stuff. I know there was this dude named Bill Holt who just he just dropped a part of All You Need Is Love in the middle of his other song. So he wasn't using that song for his own music, it was just, you know, it was kind of Revolution 9 style use of it. And then, of course, the residents. You remember the residents, right? I, I think they're actually still around in some capacity, but they were those guys. If you were in the 80s, you remember them. They always wore the eyeballs, you know? Yeah, I couldn't name anything, but I, I remember who they were. Yeah, they didn't have any hits. They were very avant-garde. They were like, no one was supposed to know what they looked like. And they were actually considered a fictional band by the band themselves. Kind of like the Banana Convention from the Brady Bunch. That was Greg Brady's band. Yes. He, he got caught smoking. <laughs> He uh, yes, to, that's right. <laughs> he wanted to join the banana convention. Yeah. Hey, hi, you guys. Hey, Greg, come here. Uh, Tommy says you play a little guitar. Yeah, I play a little. Yeah, Johnny, Phil, and I got a group together. The banana convention. <laughs> sure, I heard all about you guys. Uh, uh, Tommy. Hey, man, they're just playing cigarettes. Yeah, sure. <laughs> anyway, so the members have always been anonymous and they often wear, yeah, things to disguise their actual physical attributes. But they had an album in 74 called Meet the Residents, which was basically a defaced album cover of Meet the Beatles. And in 77, they put out this nutty single called The Beatles Play the Residents and The Residents Play the Beatles. It was kind of this deconstructionist cover. Uh, A-side is Beyond the Valley of a Day in the Life. <laughs> It's very much like art, experimental, music concrete, if you will. And uh, the B-side is flying, and it's also done in a very cut-up way. Yeah. I 
I've tried to get into this band a lot. I just, I, I, I <laughs> they can't. They seem do like it. a U band. <laughs> yeah, but I, yeah, I like their aesthetic a lot. But like actually sitting down and listening to their records, I find to be tedious. It, it's like trying to listen to Lou Reed's Metal Machine music. That if you've ever heard that, where it's just kind of, I wouldn't call it noise, and it's not fuck you. Obviously, they're trying to like. They're trying to make art. They're making art, you know. What's that Neil Young record? Uh, oh, like the, it was around like this mm. notes for you and stuff, right? The contractual obligation stuff. Yeah, kinda. yeah, yeah. I forget. I actually do forget. I think that maybe you're referring to the Neil Young and Crazy Horse album Arc from 1991, which sounds super crazy. Or the way I feel about Radiohead. I've tried. Sure. Yeah, some, right. Never got into, I'm just not a Radiohead guy. No, I get it. I, I get it. I'm, I'm more late era Maroon 5 in terms of being experimental. <laughs> <laughs> and your color. You, yeah, you look a little maroon. Are you okay? <laughs> no, 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 not feeling so good. Lost, I was lost, I was lost till you love me. Now I'm found, now I'm found, now I'm found. The first time I ever heard the Beatles used in sampling was Paul's Boutique, the Beastie Boys album, right? Hell yeah. Was that the same thing for you? Or when was the first time you remember hearing the Beatles being used as a sample? In Sounds of Science. Yeah. On Paul's Boutique was the first time. And that's an album that came out in 89. I did not get into it. It took me till I got into college. I think it was 92 or 93 when I really got into that record. Me too. Same thing. um, One, I love the whole album. Absolutely oh, love yeah. that album. Yeah, my favorite. Uh, my that's my favorite Beasties record for sure. Yeah, although those three in a row, I mean that, and is it Check Your Head and Ill Check Communication? Yeah, I mean yeah. there's great. St- I mean all three of those albums have some great. That, that's like a classic, classic thing. Um, those three, but yeah, this was my first time too, and it was controversial. And the fact that it was on Capitol, I remember that vinyl pressing, which was not that easy to find in '89, right. was on, was was on the Rainbow. It might have had the Grand Royal label instead of Capitol, but it was on the Rainbow Capitol label. Yeah, it probably would have first appeared that way. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, because Grand Royal didn't happen till what ninety three or four or something like that. Maybe okay. ninety two. Maybe it was ninety two. I forget. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. So that that was put together. The Dust Brothers were the guys that actually were making all those uh, samples. I forget there's a word for it. <laughs> beats. I used to always get confused when people were talking about hip hop. This is back in the 90s. People would be like, I like the beat. And I thought they were just talking about the drums. <laughs> <laughs> they meant the whole thing, like the whole, the music, you know. <laughs> anyway, yeah. The, so the Dust Brothers put that. The Sounds of Science contains, I don't, I didn't count them, but here are the samples. Sergeant Pepper. Because we hear the orchestra warming up. The tune up, yeah. Also, the Sergeant Pepper reprise is in there. When I'm 64 is in there. Now here we go, jumping science, jumping it all over. Like bumping around the town like when you're driving a Range Rover. The end, obviously, when they with the guitar part of the end before the drum solo. And then back in the USSR, the airplane, the airplane sample. Yeah. The cheer. 
I didn't know that. That's back in the USSR. So that's something I learned off of uh, whosampled.com. You go on there and they tell you like, oh, that song uses all these samples. Who sampled is great because it tells you every song that the Who sampled. <laughs> the great lost Pete Townsend Mayor Baba sampling record where he samples all the chants and puts it through a synthesizer <laughs> and his birthday and comes up with a Bob O'Reilly part two. And I also think uh, Ringo's brief drum solo is in there as well from uh, the end. Is that right? I think Ringo's drum solo is in there too, I think. And when I did hear that, it blew me away because I was loving, it's like, what, the fourth or fifth song on the record? Yeah, it's on side one. Yeah. And I love Shake Your Rump and all that stuff opens it. And then you get to this, you start hearing Beatles samples and- you know, some bands and hip hop artists sample stuff to be satirical and mocking and and make a statement. This feels like straight up tribute. We love the Beatles sampling. That's why I love it, too, is the feel of it feels rooted in love and admiration for the Beatles. It was way cool, man. Yeah, when I heard that, it made me like the, the Beastie Boys that much more, that much more. The only problem in retrospect is I think it's on ill communication. Uh. No, maybe it's on Check Your Head. Fuck, I can't remember. They have Biz Marquee and Ted Nugent doing a duet called Biz versus the Nuge, where Biz Marquee's singing over a Ted Nugent guitar line. And I just want to say, like, yes, Biz Marquee, and fuck you, Ted Nugent. <laughs> One, two, two, three. The Beat C. But that also gets us into the world of mashups, because then there were. <laughs> I watched that show till he wore a dress Not in my country And not my son <laughs> Jamie Farr <laughs> You can get the He owns that uh, hot dog spot In Toledo, Ohio If you go what? to Yeah, it's What is it? Tony uh, Tony somethings In uh, Toledo and, and there's all these Autographed uh, hot dog buns On the walls he doesn't own it. I don't think Jamie Farr owns it, but he's he. It was Tony Paco's. It's the, the reference he always made in Mash. <laughs> and you That's go there, cool. and there's all these autographed uh, hot dog buns. Yeah, where's this? Toledo, Ohio. Hey, incidentally, if you're ever in Toledo, Ohio, on a Hungarian side of town, Tony Paco's greatest Hungarian hot dogs with chili peppers, thirty-five cents, and a cold beer. Well, it gets us into the world of mashups, you know, which is taking two artists and chocolate peanut buttering them, if you will. Yeah. You put your Beatles in my Beastie Boys. <laughs> yeah, I remember the first time I ever heard a mashup. It blew me away. I was en route to the 2002 Toronto Fringe Festival. There it is, man. Toronto. It's beautiful. Like no other city I've ever seen. It's like Albany only cleaner my uh sketch group teenage sports parade i booked us two weeks in toronto and we drove up with my friend josh's friend peter who was going to be our our tech and peter put on something i forget what it was but it, i remember it mashed up nirvana and something else like the pointer sisters or something like that i'm so happy i'm so happy so are you 
it was something like that. But like, it blew me away. I was like, oh, I didn't know music could do this. I just thought it was fun. I, I dig mashups. I think they're a lot of fun. I know they got played again. This is 2002. This is almost 20 years ago. So perhaps they're a little played out now, but I don't care. But it seemed like in the early aughts or the early double O's, I'm trying to get double O's trending mm. in the early double <laughs> <laughs> They're like the tremolos. Great lost 60s yeah. band, the double yeah. O's. Yeah, just like this hashtag. It's <laughs> very lost. Hashtag double O's. But it seemed like it was a phenomenon in the. They're going to make James Bond a chick. <laughs> And I'm not going to be there for it. It ain't 00 chick. It's 007. My wife left me. Yeah. yeah I mean, let's uh, get to the root of it. Yep. <laughs> but this brings us maybe to the Beastles, right? This is the Beatles and the Beastie Boys. Yeah. So you turned me on to these guys. Tell me about. Well, yeah. Why don't you tell me about these guys? I got into them. I still don't know who they are. I got into them on a um, a CD of an improv friend gave me in the early 2000s. That's also I I got into uh, Metallica. Oh uh, which yeah. Which we'll get into through our mutual friend Eddie Furman, dear friend of mine, longtime <laughs> nice. writing partner of mine in in Chicago. A guy yeah. I just love. He turned me on to that. And as a non huge Metallica fan, my thought was I'm not really gonna. But I like I know enough Metallica that to hear what they did with those kind of mashups, making Metallica and Beatles songs into one, it's just amazing. But you asked about the uh, the Beastles. Yeah, man, I got a couple of their CDs burned probably from LimeWire. I don't know anything about them except <laughs> the mashups that they made of Beatles songs. One's just called the Beastles a la the uh, White Album and the other is called Let It Beastle, I think it is. And... The first one I heard opens with a mashup of So What You Want with Lady Madonna. these Beastles mashups is there's so many other drops and references in them. So you've got the Beatles, the Beastie Boys, and all these random drops. Do you have any idea who this is? <laughs> I do. I looked it up, actually. Uh, DJ BC. His name is Bob Cronin, and he was from Boston, the city, not the band. <laughs> Wait, are you sure? <laughs> is this more than a feeling? <laughs> But he is smoking, that I know. <laughs> Parentheses in the boys' room, hashtag different band. <laughs> hashtag Slade. Is that Slade smoking in the boys' room? No, no. 
Who's saying smoking in the boys' room? Um. Because Slate is, I like black and white. Treat me to black and white. And Slate is also, um, come on, feel the noise, the original. Yes, before Quiet Riot did it. I believe Slade's breakthrough album is called Keep Your Hands Off My Power Supply. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. <laughs> On Columbia Records and Tapes. Oh, here. I found it. I for, how could I forget my favorite band? Smoking in the Boys Room was done by our favorite band, Motley Crue. Oh, Motley the Hoople Crew. <laughs> <laughs> That's a mashup right there. Motley the Hoople Crew. <laughs> All the kids will really love it. So that's fun. The Beastles. They put out three records, actually, or he, I should say. There's a Yellow Submarine one I left out, too, that I have. Yeah. DJ BC presents Let It Beast and then Ill Submarine. Also kind of a live mashup, so not actually using sampled stuff, but we're talking about Beatallica. So it's Beatles and Metallica, like you said, but they're not sampling. They're just doing like this fun mix of mostly leaning towards the Beatles side as performed by Metallica. So doing a lot of the James Hetfield, like, <laughs> you know, and all that. I got a chance to open up for the for this my band. Let's get out of this terrible sandwich shop. We opened f- up for them in like 06 or something like that. Really? Yeah, it's subterranean. That's so we awesome. played a, Yeah, it was great. It was a fun show. But uh song titles include Hey Dude. Hey Dude. It's you not sad. Pre yesterday. Yeah. I think it would be amazing if the people from the Yesterday movie had to give Beatallica royalties <laughs> for using Hey Dude. <laughs> hey Dude, are you sure? He's right. That's, that's so much better. Is he? Is it? Yeah, yeah. Hey Dude, don't make it fast. Definitely going to be one of the best songs of the generation. Hey wake up, Dude, wake up, wake up. hey Dude, don't make it bad. Dude, 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 Um, and justice for all my loving. Close your eyes and I'll kiss you. The hammer is you. Cthulhu, he's so heavy. Cthulhu, Cthulhu, so heavy. <laughs> a garage day's night. It's a garage day's night, and I've been working like a dog. And this is my favorite song title. 
Everybody's got a ticket to ride except me and my lightning. So fun. That's so good. That's so good. So hats off to Metallica. I think they were one of the more successful ideas behind the whole mashup thing. Well, here's another mashup thing I'll give you. And I think I sent this to you last December. We didn't have time to do it last year, but this year or next for Christmas, the idea should disgust both of us. But about 10, 12 years ago, I came across a CD by a group just called the Fab Four. They're out of L.A. They're professional musicians where they mash up Beatles and Christmas songs together. And if you read that on paper, it should it should suck. It is about as clever and as well-performed as anything you will ever hear. The way they're able to fuse, you can tell they're Beatles nerds in the keys, in the arrangements, and in the little tiny things mashed up with the Christmas stuff. It is. There's a few bands out there that do Beatles Christmas mashups, but these dudes, it's the best I've ever heard. I'm resentful of myself that I like it so much. It's really that good. The King Wenslet's last looked out on the feast of Stephen when the snow lay round about deep and crisp and even brightly shone the if we didn't mention the gray album which uh danger mouse put together in 2004 it's the beatles white album and then jay-z's black album yeah this was controversial at the time the record companies wouldn't put it out despite the fact that both of the artists involved approved of it but emi are the people who attempted to halt the production on this record well, this was an era in record buying where CDs and uh, certainly albums, everything was going away. This is mm-hmm. the heart of the stealing music era right here. Speaking of Metallica. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Part of what we're trying to do here is make people understand that what they're doing is illegal. I'm not even going to get into the moral issue, but it's illegal. And if we can get one by one people. theft of property in your judgment. theft of property. Baby! You know, some of the mid-2000s EMI Beatles stuff, the John Lennon acoustic album, they have like a full page in the booklet saying, when you steal music, you're stealing from the art. Now, by the way, stealing a John Lennon record in 2004 is not going to hurt anybody in the Lennon estate. I'm not advocating <laughs> it, but like, oh, God, better better not copy acoustic from the library. I don't want you know, oh, Yoko to move out of the Dakota on my account, you know. <laughs> But like the point remains, they were getting right. serious about C- CD copying is you can go to jail. There were all these warnings. So yeah. I do think the record companies overreacted this huge fat cat industry coming off the 70s and 80s and the CD boom, which saw sale. It's the first time people rebuying every title on a new format. Oh, yeah. yeah. Plus the 80s, the Michael Jackson's, the Springsteen's, the Cindy Lauper's. All that crazy, the Van Halen's in the 80s, how music was selling. So I think come the mid-2000s, they panicked and they squashed some of these brilliant, creative, genre-busting things like the Jay-Z, Danger Mouse, Beatles mashup stuff, which is really a shame it didn't get a wider audience beyond being bootlegged. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Ho, H to the O. 
be. I guess even back then you can call me CEO or the ROC. Ho, fresh out the frying pan and in the fire, I be the music band's number one supplier. Fly it in a piece of paper, bear my name. Got the hottest chick in the game, wearing my chain. That's right, ho, ho. Not DOC, but similar to them letters, no one could do it better. I check chatter like a food inspector. My homie Strick told me, dude, finish your breakfast. So that's what I'ma do, take you back to the dude with the Lexus. Fast forward the jewels in the necklace. Let me tell you dudes what I do to protect us. Shoot at you actors like movie directors. Say <laughs> the movie, dogs. Well, let's play each other some of our, like, I guess I don't want to say favorite, just maybe some use of Beatles samples that uh, we found of interest. How about that? I'll make it nice and fucking bland. <laughs> I would love that. Bland and nice. The Tony Mendoza story. That's right? not true. You're not bland. <laughs> you want me to kick off? I mean, I'm going to start with a goofer. Yeah, because I need to find one. So you start, then I'll find. <laughs> All right. All right, I'm going to send you this. I don't even know how to say this, but this is by Kitsune Squared. It's called Brother Madonna. And I'm going to text you a link right now. Let me know when you've got that and we'll both kind of listen to it. Tell me your thoughts. I have Kitsune Brother Madonna. All right. Three, two, one, play. Is this from like an N64 game? <laughs> it's definitely like, yeah, 8-bit rock kind of, right? There we go. Ooh. <laughs> it's kind of awesome. <laughs> It's silly, right? Yeah, I, I, I kind of want to play Frogger. <laughs> Frogger, barely even know her. Wow. Why is it called Brother Madonna? You know, I don't know, man. <laughs> I guess you'd have to ask one of the Kitsunes of Kitsune Squared. I'm more asking rhetorically. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> okay, Gen Xers and your Frogger references. It's probably called Brother Madonna because it's a mashup of Lady Madonna with the Super Mario 3 Hammer Brothers battle theme, which if you're like under 40, you're probably more likely to recognize than Lady Madonna. Millennial burn. Tony, tell me about the Kitsune song, <laughs> Yif, Yif, Yif. <laughs> wow. But yeah, okay. like you said, it makes you want to play Frogger. But yeah, that's, you know, that's one way. That's, that's a way to get your, uh, your grandkids into this group. <laughs> yeah. Who needs Beatles one? Introduce them with Kitsune. Kitsune is young, is my son's generation. Stars on 45. The stars on 45. But yeah, fair use sample of Lady Madonna. That's awesome. It's fun for kids of all ages. So we mentioned the uh, Beastie Boy samples from uh, Paul's Boutique in Sounds of Science, which I mentioned I got into a few years after it came out. A record I got into in about real time was the Beastie Boys album. What year did this come out? And Ill Communication came out in 94, I think. Yeah, yeah Ill Communication in 94. And this was a big college album for me. 
It opens with a song called Sure Shot. And the mashup of this and Ubla Di Ubla Da is so infectious. It actually elevates that ska Ubla Di Ubla Da rhythm. I don't know if you've heard this, but uh, let's uh, let's take a listen. I love this one. All right. Three, two, one. Like it shouldn't make sense, but it totally does. Wow. The beat just kind of skips along. I like how they took the one sax note and let that ring. Yep. It gives it almost a, 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 an evil feeling to it over the joy. It's neat. It's like an alarm sound. It was so funny how it started like in the middle, kind of. Yeah, it starts with the Ubladi uh, bridge. Right. Which is so peculiar to hear. Oh, this is fun. With the... <laughs> you can't do this stuff if you don't have a love for everything you're like both artists right dj bc must love the beatles and the beast because how do you get this deep and this smart with your mashups if you don't love the music yeah man a lot of people you would used to diss djing as not being art and like you've got to play an instrument but the thing is the turntables become an instrument it's been an instrument for decades at this point so yeah this is this is art this is an art it's the same thing as, you know, it's it's Andy Warhol, right? Doing the soup can. It's taking something in the popular culture and turning it into your own thing. It's the picture of uh, the Obama hope thing that got into trouble. I get it. The photographer, hey, that's my picture. I want some money for that. I hope he did get money for that. Maybe I forget what the they settled on that. But but I think that person was allowed to take that photograph and turn it into the art that we know it as now. The red and the blue, you know, the hope. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Well, and Ringo took a song called Photograph and made it into his art. <laughs> Great song. <laughs> I'm going to play you. Here, this one is a wild one, man. I'm going to play you. This one is, I want to know what you think of this one. Are you familiar with MF Doom? He's like a hip hop guy. He, actually, we just lost him last year. We just uh... was he like in a forest? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a song called Tick Tick. Now, similar to the residents, MF Doom also used to wear this thing over his face, so not a lot of people knew what he actually looked like. It's kind of cool. This came out in 1999. It samples Glass Onion, and uh, yeah, let me know. Is it? Uh, I, oh, I guess it's ready to play for you, right? If you saw it, right? I am loading it right now. Okay. I'm ready to press play when you are. Three, two, one. Hello. You know when you're going to come in? Nobody will never, ever, uh, ever really uh -huh, know. Uh -huh, uh -huh. The, more you the know, use of the, the strings. You know, you know shit. Starts with the ending. Shit, Starts with the ending. So much shit. So much scripts to do here. You never run out of shit. Enjoy the roller coaster ride. Yeah. It's gonna kick in. I 
Ether Great America. Walked the path of Jesus, witness and fell freezes. The mind teases, reality cracks to pieces. <laughs> Nothing eases, being chastised with blood. It's kind of like there's staggering. That's interesting. Past lives, statements will be made. Yeah, the tempo's all over the place. My mind is heaven's gate, so when they listen to a high school band, my mind's the gate to hell, so try to flee. Both gates look the same. The drummer tried pot for the first time. It's not our fault. My dad's a doctor. I shouldn't have done this. That actually was one of my first experiments when I was in a band of... I was like, oh, I'll get, I'd never gotten high playing with a band before. I'm, I'm a drummer at this point. And yeah, my first practice playing on drums high was like, was, that was my drums. <laughs> they were, oh, really? yeah, they were like slow and then, oh, I'm playing slow and then real fast. <laughs> like, <laughs> all right, all right, maybe let's pick it up next week. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> I had the opposite happen. When I was playing, because uh, you know I played drums in uh, like my high school bands, not like a like high school school bands. I, I played drums, and when I got to theater camp, there was a year where they did a chorus line, and they're like, "Oh, it'd be great if this had a uh, they have a pit, just a piano player. Be great if there was some drums in here." And I'm like, "I know the score to chorus line." I was also getting pretty high at the time, but I would sit and just start doing random fills where they because I didn't have music, I was just playing along with the piano player and knowing the score. <laughs> Like, uh, five, six, seven, eight. Gotta hope I get it. Roto toms and stuff. Everyone being like, what's your problem? Phil Collins then, over here. <laughs> and in the middle, I left the drum set during rehearsal because my buddy Mike brought me Taco Bell. <laughs> and I didn't play drums again at camp. I blame Taco Bell. What the summer of the shy got to offer a 18 year old sell drugs, you get a job, you gotta play Euro. My dog worked the Taco Bell, hooked us up plural. Fired a week later, the manager count the churros. Well, let me give you one more, TJ, and then we'll get the hell out of here. Sending it to you now. Okay, so this is DJ Earworm with a song, again, 2004, big year for mashups and everything. So this mashes up for no one. With Scissor Sisters, Aretha Franklin, and George Michael. So, Ooh, okay. clearly it's a party. And w is this when, before George Michael was dead? Yeah, 2004, right? Yeah, so yes. Okay. Still living. I wonder if this was pre-bathroom, whatever. Remember he got trouble? He got, was it arrested for bathroom stuff? Uh, what kind of bathroom stuff, Tony? You know, restaurant, like old school Meet in the restroom, like when people had to like, hide who they were, right? Like Republican congressmen in a Minneapolis <laughs> airport bathroom stuff? That kind of, yeah, ex that, exactly. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Just be who you are, man. Yeah, and let everybody else be who they are, too. That's freedom, you ding-dongs. All right, you ready to press play? I am. Three, two, one. When you grow up, live like a good boy on Ooh. And your mama... Takes a shine of her best I love it already. <laughs> the girls that seem to like you. Cause you're handsome, like a dog, and a whole lot of fun. But now your girl is gonna miss it, and your house has got an empty bed. It makes you realize how funky the For No One backing track is. Yeah. We're gonna take your mama out all night, yeah, we'll show her what it's all wow. about. How does this only have 35 likes on YouTube, YouTube idiots? 
Stop watching lies. Watch this. I love that French horn solo in any context. I know, right? I mean, it helps that you start with a good song, right? Yeah. Add three more good songs and you have a nice montage. And they, so they put Paul's music over... Is this freedom? Not the song. Paul's song <laughs> This is my right. <laughs> the, the Aretha Franklin, George Michael duet. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Oh my God, this is great. <laughs> DJ Earworm. That's what it's an earworm. It's what's got a. It's got kind of a. Roots rock feel like maybe this should be a new rusted roots song. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Right. So wait, rusted root is the is the product is the equation of McCartney, Scissor Sisters, Aretha Franklin, and George Michael. If, if you do the math wrong, you get the Bodines. But if you do it right, that's awesome, Tony. Yeah, that's fun. I, I yeah, I'm I'm so glad that. Uh, that you can do this or whatever, and, and, and people are still experimenting with music in, in all these different ways, coming up with some fun shit, I guess. Well, this is a reminder that the internet is a force for good, or it, can be can a force be. for good. It can, it can be, be, yeah. Yeah, this is one of those examples. Yeah, more of this, please. Well, as you know, next week we are going to finally tackle, a lot of people have been writing in about... Uh, Ringo Starr's Bad Boy. So I think we're finally going to tackle that. Oh, but wait, Let It Be. We still have to do the Let It Be. I, I think by this time we've digested Let It Be. Uh, most Beatle fans prefer Bad Boy to Let It Be. You're right. right? You're right. <laughs> you know, I mean, thin line between monkey see, monkey do, and I mean mine. <laughs> Love is monkey see and monkey do. That's all it is, Beatrice. Trivia, John wasn't there for either of those. <laughs> <laughs> Trivia. See, you don't get that kind of trivia on any other program. If you like what I heard, if you like what I heard, <laughs> do you like what I heard? Like and subscribe and smoosh that uh, subscribe button. Uh, give us a, a nice review yeah, hold, on ex- Apple Podcasts. Excuse me for interrupting you. We need more fucking reviews. Good ones. Oh, yeah. We need reviews. Tony will pay a form. We need reviews. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, payola. So, yeah, uh, um... DM me on Facebook on Untitled Beatles. I'd love to get a, a really good review. I will pay top dollar for. So reach out and then maybe we'll give you a uh, Untitled Beatles podcast cup holder for your minivan. Yeah, we have a special minivan cup holders. They only hold large <laughs> slushies. Slurpees? What the hell you call the 7-Eleven cold drink? <laughs> well, there's also Icy's and uh, Vita Pup is what we called it in uh, high school. There was a dog. <laughs> what? Vita Pup? <laughs> Yeah, but we used to call them Vita Pup, but yeah, they were supposed to be Vita Pup because somehow there are vitamins that were supposed to be good for you in the blue slushies. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> now, for a limited time, 14 ounces of slush puppy, just 39 cents. Get that big 14 ounce cup, just 39 cents. <laughs> Give us a good review. As always, thank you for listening. Now, you'll notice that we didn't mention the Love LP whatsoever. The good news is we covered that LP back in episode 17, along with the All Together Now DVD. So feel free to go back into the time machine and check that one out. Maybe we'll give that one a deluxe reissue. Who knows? Who knows? Hey, next week, stick around. 
TJ and I are going to uncover the Let It Be Special Edition 2021 that just came out. We had about a week and a half to digest both that and the Get Back book, which also came out uh, that same week. So thank you to our producer, Casey Baker, whose voice you would normally hear on these postscripts. However, he was too busy playing Hammer Time on his Nintendo X-Boy Game Box. Gen X Revenge. Untitled Beatles Podcast. Like and subscribe. 